Thank you so much, praise team. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I've got to take a moment this morning and I've got to give a little bit of honor to three, four folks, excuse me, and three of the four are not even in the room because yet again they're ministering. I've got to give an honor today to three of the members of our children's ministries, kids' ministries team, uh, Autumn and Stephen Stewart's. Tina Elkins and Narissa Baker, who I kid you not, took eight hours yesterday to take the children to the regional ignition rally at, held at the Richmondale Church of God. They had, I mean, they were ready. You want to know a sign of a good kid group leader? I've noticed this. They've got, they've got, they're well equipped. You know, they've got like the fanny pack power going on. You know what I'm talking about? They got the fanny pack power, or they got what's popular now. I don't know what they're called. The, the things that go diagonally over your shoulder. And those things are equipped with Band-Aids and yesterday's sunscreen and equipped with water or, you know, a kid wins a big bag of, uh, of uh, 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 Sour Patch Kids at the service and we're like, oh, we better wait before we tear into those. Let's talk to Mama first and foremost, see how many of those you can eat. So they've, they're, they're just packed with all kinds of stuff. And they even had the bright idea. They all wore Rodney bright-colored Rodney Pike shirts. So if our kids needed them, uh, they were easily and able to be found. They were a great resource. Um, I had a little more commitment with the event. Uh, I was kind of asked to, by the state director, just kind of uh, help coordinate it a little bit. The host church outdid themselves, but I did maybe a tiny little bit. And uh, so I got there kind of early and stayed a little late. Um, but the Kidman team, Narissa and Tina and, and, and the stewards just absolutely outdid themselves. And then we thank you so much for your uh, uh, giving in worship. It makes these types of things possible. Amen. How many know it's hard to have an event if you can't turn the lights on? <laughs> Amen. It's hard to host something if you can't turn the lights on. And every once in a while, we want people to eat good. Uh, we want, and then, you know, to top it all off, what better way to end a kid's event than in the restaurant that has the big golden arches? Somebody say amen to that. And I got a question for you. When did uh, McDonald's turn into Starbucks? Can I ask that question? When I haven't been inside a McDonald's in so long, we had the pandemic and such, I walked in, I'm like, I feel like I'm standing in Starbucks. Whatever happened to, like, pictures of the characters and Grimace and Ronald McDonald, and it was, like, red and yellow and all this. Anybody remember the McDonald's birthday parties? Remember those? You could have your birthday party at McDonald's. And, uh, oh, man, but things have definitely changed at McDonald's, but the kids still love their Happy Meals. Isn't it something? Isn't it something how our, our mothers and fathers can slave over a hot stove and make the most homemade food, delicious food, and all the adults love it, and the kids act like they can't touch it. They act like they've been eating for six hours straight. Their bellies are so full. But you put those deep-fried French fries and chicken nuggets in front of them, and it's like putting wood in a wood chipper. Somebody say amen to that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
Actually, McDonald's French fries, statistically, statistics say this. It's true. It's a fact. It's on the Internet, and you, uh, uh, you can't put anything untrue on the Internet. Amen? You can't put anything that's a lie on the Internet. But I think I've read somewhere that statistically one of the greatest desired tastes in the American child's mouth is McDonald's French fries. Did you know that? So if all else fails, you can't get them to eat anything. Maybe Ronald McDonald like casts spells on our children. I don't know what it is. I do not know what it is. And is there something there? You remember the thing they'd say about the Coke at McDonald's? It didn't taste like any other kind of Coke. But uh, all in all, we had an awesome day. The Kidmen team, after that long day, wanted to take them and get them a happy meal at McDonald's thereafter. Happy meal and ice cream. And we just had we just had a wonderful, wonderful time in the Lord. So next time you see those folks, will you just tell them thank you so much? And can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise for our children's ministries team and the first lady has posted a recap video of the day um, she's posted it it's on the church's Facebook page had to do it through YouTube um, Facebook wasn't working but she does have a video out there go check it out go check it out it really gives a, a wonderful and let me tell you something the Holy Ghost must have really been moving because uh, what really got me was almost five-year-old Grant Baker walked up and he got prayer on his own will he did he got prayer he bowed his head and took everything serious but then he got back to his pew and his mom said, well, what did you pray for? And he just went, I don't know. So I guess he just felt the Holy Ghost in a great way yesterday. He had to get prayer. At this time, I feel a leading to do something. I'd like for Cindy Bowen to come and join me up here on the platform. And she's got a little announcement that I'd like for you to pray over my message this morning, Cindy. If you do that, I'd really appreciate it. Hello, everybody. Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to uh, let you folks know that the prayer team is getting together after church today. Um, there is plenty of food that's going to be there. Uh, we're going to eat and just kind of have fellowship and talk just a little bit, pray a little bit together. And I would like to extend the invitation that if you are somebody that people come to and say, will you pray for me? If you are somebody that God wakes up in the middle of the night with a burden of prayer, if you are somebody who cares deeply and believe that your prayers are moving the heart of God for our nation and our community and our church, I'd like to invite you to stop by. Uh, the commitment to be on the prayer team is not a heavy commitment. We are active and we do things in the community. However, it's not a requirement. All you're committing to is I will pray for the body of Christ at Rodney Pike Church of God. So you are very welcome. I'd like to invite you to come over. There's plenty of stuff. So, um, Lord, we come to you this morning, and we ask you, O oh Lord, to anoint the message. Your word is already anointed, O oh God. And we ask you to open our hearts to receive the message that you have given Micah for us, Lord. We are people who are hungry to know your heart and hungry for your presence. We wait for your word, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Can we give the Lord a hand clap for our prayer team? Amen. Would you go with me to the Word of God if you have your Bibles with you? If not, you may look at the screen this morning to Mark's Gospel, chapter 8, beginning at verse 22. I feel a very strong leading this morning to preach a message just along the lines of clarity. I'd like to preach a message, if you could title it, 
something. Maybe you could give it a title like, well, when the world is not clear, when vision's not clear, but I, I just sense a leading today to preach all along the lines of clarity. And I want us to go today to Mark's Gospel, chapter 8, beginning at verse 22 through verses 26. And truth be told, there's a lot of uniqueness with this particular miracle of Jesus. Let's read. Then he came to Bethesda, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men that are like trees and they're walking. Verse 25. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Then he sent him away to his house saying, Neither go into town nor tell anyone in the town. You ever find yourself in a place where you are literally on kind of a quest for clarity? Pardon the sci-fi, uh, the, the sci-fi or adventure movie analogy there, but you ever feel like you're on the quest for clarity? Uh, you ever find yourself at a time where it, it seems like we can't seem to, uh, research cannot seem to agree on certain things. You know, the one that's been my whole life is, is butter good for you or is butter bad for you? Is butter good for you or is butter bad for you? Is it, you know, is it something, do we need the fat or is it too cholesterol filled? Is butter good for you? You, you, oh, it's funny, it's funny. And, and oh, yeah, and the great debate is, you know, should we be drinking diet soda or not? Should we, everybody, I, I, I read your spirit there. You're like, Pastor Micah, please walk away from that subject, okay? I, I don't want to leave here uh, feeling convicted over, over what I drink or, or over the beverages that I drink. Well, maybe there are some beverages we drink we need conviction on, amen? Oh, come on, some of y'all missed a good place to say amen, amen? I'm not talking about Coke. I'm talking about the other kind of stuff. Is diet soda bad for you? It's like we go on the, the, the quest and we look for clarity. We look for things that, that seem to, to, to make sense and things that make sense in our minds and things that kind of we're able to fathom and able to digest and able to, I mean, now I, I remember back in the day, you know, you had your Weight Watchers diet, you had the diet where you didn't eat ice cream, you ate a bunch of vegetables, now there's like so many forms and fashions of diets out there and finally you're, you finally find the one that you can do and it, it you know, it, uh, it's functionable for your lifestyle. You're like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. This great debate trying to find what is best for you. Uh, we're, we're now in a day and age where a group of high school seniors have just graduated high school, and they're looking for clarity within their path. But I want to bring this now to a different kind of level. I have found out something in my life that the human mind is unable, 
it is unable to dig out the clear path. And I find something that the human mind, the human mind, the more it tries to get clarity, it's like the more unclear it becomes. The more we try to find and get a clear picture of things, the more unclear it becomes. The, the flesh mind, it's almost like it is not made to think out a clear path, a here-to-there type path because, oh, and then what happens? You think you do have a clear path, and all of a sudden you find nothing but an interruption that has a tendency to stand in our ways right at the moment you think you have that clear path that is cut out for you. Anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? Amen. If, if you hear what I'm saying, say amen. The human mind is not made. The human mind is not made. It, it, it is, it's almost like it becomes more and more confused. Or have you ever been around somebody who has such a strict routine? See, they seem to have clarity. Here, here's where you're wrong about someone having clarity of things. Is the minute there is an obstacle or something that stands in the way of their clarity, it's like their whole world falls apart. You know that person that scrubs their house from head to toe every single day and just one potato chip crumb on the carpet on the floor, their whole world has fallen apart. I agree with Joyce Meyer when she says that Christians need to quit letting stuff get so much under their skin. She told a story one time about how she was uh, uh, in a conference and she said she has a routine after morning services. Someone has her like this portable pot of Starbucks coffee hot and ready for her when she steps off of her stage. And she says one time she stepped off of her stage and, and one of the cleaning people or somebody had accidentally disposed of the coffee, had gotten rid of the coffee. And she said, you know, there was a time in my life where that would have made me so mad. It would have upset me so much. It would have made me think and have a pity party because somebody stole my coffee. Somebody robbed me of my coffee. She said, but I had to get delivered. I had to get delivered of the concept of thinking that little obstacles are going to rob my joy and take away the happiness in my life. Oh, my goodness. You know why the little things have a tendency to rob us of such big joy? Is because there's problems not on the surface, but there's problems at the root. There's a lacking at the root. Let me tell you something, folks. The prerogative of God. God is not for us to have an unclear path. The plan of God is a clear path and clear understanding for his people. Amen. A clear path and clear understanding for his people. In fact, if you take a, a look at the word clarity, the etymology of the word clarity says this. It says it is of Latin roots and Latin meaning and in fact some of the words in the definition include brightness radiance glory and splendor brightness radiance 
glory and splendor. I, I want to say that just one more time. Brightness, radiance, glory, and splendor. So in other words, clarity is to describe clarity, you could also describe glory. To describe clarity, you could also use glory in the description of clarity. Can I take that another step farther? In order for us to have clarity, we've got to have glory. In order to have clarity, there's got to be glory. In other words, in order for us to have clarity in our path, the glory has got to be revealed to us. There's a revelation. There's a revelation in this account where the blind man is being healed by Jesus. There's a uniqueness in Mark chapter 8. Here, here in Mark chapter 8. And Jesus is, is bringing a man outside of town. They come to him and they have a desire for him to, to be healed. They want his eyes to be opened. They want, his, they want his eyes to be open. They want his eyes to be open. They want his eyes to be, they want eyes to be open. They want Jesus to provide clarity to this man. An ability to see. An openness in the eyes. But did you notice something here that Jesus, this particular miracle is one of those that it's, it, they, they bring about a sense of privacy. It says that Jesus pulled him out of the town. There's this sense of privacy that happens within this miracle. There is this protection. And in fact, at the end of the account, he also says, neither go into the town nor tell anyone in the town. Now, I'll tell you something that will truly distort the clearness of vision. It's the wrong influence. The wrong influence will distort the clarity of vision. The wrong influence and the wrong witness will distort the clarity of vision. It will work as a hindrance no matter what is going on. Uh, you all know what I'm talking about. Has the glory of God ever really really uh, shown itself in your life, but the minute you have human interaction, it's like there is almost this, uh, this uh, exasperated feeling. It knocks the wind out of you. You ever been left a church service and had an absolute Holy Ghost high, and the first thing that happened to you was you got an annoying phone call, and it's like all the Holy Ghost you got in the church service is kind of drained out of you? Can we be transparent for just a second this morning? Can we be transparent for just a second this morning that we'll have times, we'll even experience revivals and conferences and camp meetings and, and we'll sense God's presence. Uh, there'll be a unity in the house uh, and the Holy Spirit will move in such a great and powerful way. Then we, we, we get a hold of somebody, make a phone call. They make a phone call to us. Uh, they give us a text message. Uh, they send us a messenger message and it's like everything... 
all the good things that we had experienced in a move of God and all of a sudden they have drained away. Let me tell you something, folks. This is a day and age where clarity in the world is distorted. Clarity in the world is distorted. I am saddened by the fact. Can I get on my soapbox for a second? Is that okay? Can I get on the soapbox for a second? It is literally disturbing me that a child show that has a target audience of one and a half to four years old will have a transgender human being on the show trying to, you know, bring a little light on the situation. I've got news for the world. You better wake up because a kid who can't hold a fork should not have sexuality put right in front of their face. Let me tell you something right now, saints of God. There's a need for clarity because things are on the rise. We've got supposed children's networks that are preaching evil. They're preaching a theology and trying to tell them you're evil if you do not live in a mindset of tolerance. In a mindset of tolerance. Jesus pulled that man out of the square and said, you need clarity. You need vision restored to your eyes. I don't want any other influences telling you any other way. Let me tell you something, folks. Great moves of God will happen when the glory is revealed and we get built up in the private and we see God move. Oh, I'm having trouble talking because I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now. I believe he's stirring some hearts today. I don't know about you, but I am at a time where I have tried to fathom within this human mind of mine trying to figure things out trying to wonder where does a Holy Ghost Holiness Church fit in the piece of this puzzle I tell you where it fits it fits in the glory realm it fits in the miracle realm it fits in the places where only Jesus can reveal himself to us Oh, let me tell you a little something right now. Distortion will try to pull you away because there are things. There's evil propaganda creeping in right now. There's evil propaganda. There are organizations, and I'm not going to say their name. There are platforms that are out there today that look as though they have a great humanitarian effort, but their theology and their thinking is defiant of the Word of God. And it breaks away from the truth of the word of God so much so that that the devil will use his ability as the author of confusion when you're spiritually vulnerable to make you think you're taking the right path let me tell you something honey Jesus will give you clarity in the word of God he'll give you truth in the word of God he'll open your eyes with the word of God The uniqueness of this miracle, like no other miracle, Jesus asked the man about the status of his physical condition. He asked the man about the status of his physical condition. The whole purpose of the Jesus touch. He asks him, well, what's going on right now? Do you see anything? Do you see clearly right now? And the confession of the man the confession of the man was a little maybe surprising to the Bible reader. 
The reaction of the man was, no, I, I am not at a state of complete and total healing right now. Wow. Wow. Now, now, now to the new reader, it's almost like a, well, did Jesus have to do a take two? Did you, okay, let's try this again. Let's try this again. Okay, well, that my sovereign touch didn't work that time. Hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. Let's see here. Take two. Let's try this again. As a young evangelist, I used to be so, I used to, let me tell you right now, I wanted people who were in my prayer lines to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I wanted people to get filled with the Holy Ghost so much. Oh my gosh, I wasn't going to let them put their hands down and walk to the back of their pew for nothing. And I would have these services where I say, okay, I'm laying hands on you. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Oh, I'm taking off my jacket this time. Now we mean business, Satan. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus didn't need a take two moment at that particular time. See, he had revelation in that miracle call, Lambert. There was revelation in that miracle. He wanted future scripture readers to have an understanding of this, that too many times we settle, we thank God for the healing, but it's still distorted healing. And his prerogative is not to create distortion or a blocking or a blurring of lines. The prerogative of Jesus is to give clear-cut paths that lead directly to him. Oh my God, can you let that soak in for just a second? The prerogative and the goal of Jesus is not to create a further distortion because that man would have walked around with vision. Oh, there goes, as he said, there goes men walking like trees again. Thank God it's more than what I had before. Yes, I let, can I encourage you something? Rejoice in the more than you had before. Oh, I dare you right now. Somebody needs to learn what they used to call your hallway praise. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, that until God opens up another door, you better learn to praise him in the hallway. Have I got any hallway praisers in the house this morning? Have I got anybody that says I'm not going to give up? I'm not going to lose faith. I'm not going to lose heart. I'm going to keep right on believing and glorifying God until the completion comes. Oh, but let me tell you something, saints. Uh, it is not the prerogative of God to create a further distortion, but it is the plan of God to completely open up our eyes in a world that needs a whole lot of clarification. You say, God, what do I do in a world, a world of tolerance? What do I do even at the youngest level? They're seeing this stuff right in front of your faces. Pray that the glory of God would give clarification. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. Pray that his glory would reveal clarification. 
Oh my goodness, let me tell you something, guys. Let me tell you something. Once again, Jesus performs one of those head scratcher miracles here in Mark chapter 8. And the Bible says that he <laughs> touched him with spit and he, he once again uses his spit. Let me tell you something about the spit of Jesus. Because inside the spit of Jesus is the deoxyribonucleic acid, the DNA of God. The DNA of God is flowing through that spit. What am I trying to say? In a world of distortion, you can't stop the DNA of God, the makeup of God, the design of God. That's what DNA does. It gives us our design. It gives us our makes. It gives us our ways. That's what DNA does. And you want to know something about DNA? Nobody's DNA is the same. You want to take something to a crazy world, you give them the DNA of God. Oh, but also in the process. Also in the process. Pardon, pardon my analogy today, because frankly, I've got a weak stomach and nothing turns my stomach more, Mike Elkins, than spit. I don't like spit. I can't stand it. I can handle other things. I have cleaned bathrooms at a campground with 180, 10, and 11-year-olds. But if I see spit, I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it. Oh, so just excuse me for a second. The man is standing there blind. He's standing there blind. But all of a sudden, what he begins to hear, his eyes are not open, but his ears are. In fact, science tells us that there's an enhancement of other senses when you lose one. There's an enhancement of other senses when you lose one. His eyes were not open. He did not have the sense of sight, but he had the sense of hearing. So when I, oh my God, hey, I, I just, I feel this this morning, saints. The Bible says that Jesus had applied spit, so he's blind, but all of a sudden the man hears the, he's standing there and cannot see, but all of a sudden he hears the, he can't, he, he can't see, he doesn't know what's going on here, what's going on, all he hears is the, Let me tell you something, saints. We may not be able to see the clear path, but I ask you right now to listen closely to what God is doing right now. Listen to the way he wants to spread his DNA in a crazy world. Listen to the way he wants to manifest himself in a world that has just gone nuts, that has, oh my gosh, that has just gone crazy. And the sad thing of it is, I'm reading your spirits this morning. I know some of you, even have cousins and children and brothers and sisters and friends that have adopted such a mentality that is accepted today, that have adopted such a way, and you know within your spirit uh, that motives, though they look good, though the motives look good, defy the word of God, uh, and it absolutely breaks your heart. Uh, let me ask you something, honey. Have you listened to what God's doing before you begin to open your mouth and take action? Uh, maybe word of season where the church needs to listen extra hard. Listen for God to go and see how he wants to spread his DNA on situations and move and operate and flow. I'll tell you something right now, folks. I will tell you something right now. 
that frankly, in all honesty, the next three to five years ahead of us, some of you, some 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 of our some of our parents in the house, some of you have children that you know they're getting ready to cross over more into teen years. My dad has led this church so long that now he's getting to a place where he's going to start doing weddings of children that he dedicated. You see these these processes take place and it's so it's it is it is disturbing at times to the human mind to think what is getting ready to happen to the generations behind us. What's getting ready to happen to the generations behind us? What are, what are, what are the things that their tax dollars are going to have to go to? Oh, I did say it. I did say it. What, what are the things that my children are going to have? Are, is my child going to be able to get a job in their life if they don't take a certain oath and a declaration that defies the word of God? And sometimes I look at things and I watch the news and wonder if we're going to go there. The closer we get to the coming of the Lord, the more types of things we're going to see. But let me tell you something, folks. The revelation of God is not distorted vision. He will give the clear path. And the understanding to where sometimes God would say, okay, I see your power, but my vision is still at a place to where I see just like men like trees that are walking around. Men like trees that are walking around. Elizabeth, we come and help me do something. Now culturally, in all the pictures, in all the all the things and portrayals. Pardon my, something with, I, I, I grabbed this vision that when he laid his hands upon the blind man, it was the connection as though it was a face-to-face -face connection. And after all the time of blindness, Jesus lays hands on the man. And when his eyes were open, the first thing he saw was Jesus. the impact that will make on a world is if they immediately see Jesus. I know that's a fundamental revelation, but it's a true one this morning. The first thing, when their eyes begin to be, the, the, the uniqueness of this miracle, it's not, it's not recorded in another gospel, it's it's, it's, it's like Jesus did like a take two type thing, part two. The uniqueness of this, of, of this miracle, Jesus is crying out. It's, it's like the word of God is crying out to, to this generation in 2021. Don't just settle for the partial revelation of who I am. Believe that I'm going to bring things into completion. 
Oh, hallelujah. That's for somebody this morning. I want you to lift up your hands and receive that right now. Receive it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to settle for the partial. I'm, going to, I'm not just going to write things off, but I'm going to declare he's going to bring things into completion. I'm not just going to believe for the partial provision. I'm not just going to believe for the partial salvation. I'm not just going to believe for some good things. I'm going to believe for the total God things and the God revelations. Oh my goodness. Will you stand to your feet with me, saints? Will you stand to your feet with me, saints? Can you just lift up those hands to heaven? Can Oh, just lift those hands up to heaven. Declare right now, I'm not settling for the partial anymore. Mm, I'm not settling. I'm not settling for the partial anymore, God. I'm not settling for the partial anymore, God. I'm going to believe for the completion. I'm going to believe for the completion, God. Believing for the completion. Mm. Oh, just reach out now to him, saints. You may say, Pastor Mike, I'm not real familiar with these certain actions. Let me tell you right now, Jesus is just as close as the mention of your name. Jesus is just as close. You may not be able to quote scripture forwards and backwards. Noah, if you guys could come, my friend. Oh, my, I may not be able to quote scripture forwards and backwards. I don't know how to pray fancy. Well, Jesus is just as close as the mention of his name. He's just as close as the mention of his name. He's got communion and fellowship with you. Right now, I just feel a leading to give urgency to somebody. Not, not to leave this place without crying out to God and believing for your need. Right now, just open your mouth saying, God, I believe. I believe over my situation. I believe over my need. God, I trust you just the same way you talk to me or anybody else. Talk to Jesus that way right now. Oh, just begin to talk to Jesus right now. In Jesus' name, right now, we open up our mouths, God, and we, we ask you, Lord, we're not just going to settle for the partial miracle, the partial revelation. Oh, the partial revelation, God, we're going to completely and totally, completely and totally, God, completely and totally, completely and totally. Right now, right now, ha, 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 ha. I believe it, God, completely and totally, completely and totally. You're going to provide. You're going to answer my prayer, Lord. You're going to answer my prayer. Oh, can I urge you this morning not to give up? Can I urge you this morning not to give up? Oh, not to give in. Don't become discouraged. Oh, can I just urge you this morning? Be encouraged this morning. Be encouraged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you need healing in your body, I want you to lift up your hand to heaven. You need healing in your body. If you